get set for this episode of A-Level Chemistry Revision Bites, where we'll break down your revision into fun, bite-sized chunks while having a few laughs along the way. For more in-depth online learning, head on over to snaprevise.co.uk and see how our intelligent platform can transform your revision and help you score better grades with less stress. Here's the show. Have you ever watched that dating show, Dress to Impress? I never would, of course, but a friend of mine does. I mean, how ridiculous do those people look sometimes in jeans that are two sizes too small and stupid trainers? Honestly, uh, at least that's what my friend says. Anyway, mustn't gossip, but do you know that an atom that is good at attracting electrons in a covalent bond towards itself is described as being electronegative? In fact, Today's podcast is about electronegativity and bond polarity. Think of this as an episode of EastEnders or Hollyoaks that atoms would watch. Anyway, keep this to yourselves, but electronegativity is the power of an atom to attract a pair of electrons in a covalent bond. An atom that is good at attracting electrons in a covalent bond towards itself is described as being electronegative. Electronegativity is measured using the Pauling scale. The factors affecting electronegativity are nuclear charge, atomic radius, i.e. the distance between the nucleus and the outer shell electrons, shielding by electrons in inner shells. Electronegativity increases across a period in the periodic table from left to right. Across a period, the nuclear charge increases, but the number of shells stays the same. This pulls shells closer to the nucleus, decreasing the atomic radius and attracting bonding electrons more strongly. And I do mean strongly attracted. It's outrageous. Electronegativity decreases down a group in the periodic table as bonding electrons become more shielded due to an increasing number of electron shells. Therefore, the most electronegative atoms are in the top right corner of the periodic table. Fluorine, oxygen, nitrogen, and chlorine. Now, I must tell you about polar and nonpolar bonds. A polar bond will form between two atoms with different electronegativity values as the electrons in the bond are not shared equally. For example, hydrogen chloride contains a hydrogen atom and a chlorine atom. These atoms have different electronegativities. Chlorine is 3.0, hydrogen is 2.1. Chlorine is more electronegative, meaning the electrons in the covalent bond will be attracted more to the chlorine than to the hydrogen so the electron cloud is distorted towards chlorine. The bond is polarized. Therefore, chlorine has a partial negative charge, lowercase delta minus, and hydrogen has a partial positive charge, lowercase delta plus, as it is electron deficient. Poor thing. The small charge difference between the atoms causes a permanent dipole. Nasty. Next, are nonpolar bonds. 
a non-polar bond will form between two atoms with similar electronegativities as the electrons in the bond are shared equally. For example, molecular hydrogen contains two hydrogen atoms with an electronegativity value of 2.1. Who knew, eh? The two bonding atoms are identical, so the electrons are equally shared, and the bond is perfectly covalent and has no permanent dipole. Now, between us, I must tell you about the spectrum of bonds. Rather than bonds existing as perfectly ionic or covalent, they exist on a spectrum. There's ionic bonding. The difference in electronegativity is so great that one atom effectively takes electrons from the other, forming ions with whole number charges, e.g. sodium chloride. There is polar covalent bonding. The difference in electronegativity is small and atoms share the bonding electrons unequally. The bond is polarized towards the more electronegative atom, e.g. hydrogen chloride. Finally, there's nonpolar covalent bonding. There is little or no difference in electronegativity, and the atoms share the bonding electrons equally. The molecule is electronically symmetrical, e.g. molecular hydrogen. I say, let them bond however they want. No one else's business, is it? Last thing about polar and nonpolar molecules. Molecules containing polar bonds are not always polar molecules. The symmetry of polar bonds can cancel the effect of any permanent dipole. Who knew, eh? Non-symmetrical molecules, such as water, can have permanent dipoles if the partial charge is unevenly distributed. These molecules will be polar. The dipoles act in different directions but don't exactly oppose one another. Symmetrical molecules are a bit different. In a symmetrical molecule, the symmetry causes the permanent dipoles to cancel out. This can happen in the case of molecules with linear trigonal planar or tetrahedral geometries. In each of these cases, for the molecule to be symmetrical, all atoms attached to the central atom must be identical, like carbon dioxide. There is no overall difference in partial charge across the molecule as the individual bond dipole moments cancel out, so the molecule is nonpolar. Another example is the tetrahedral molecule carbon tetrachloride. That's written as CCI4. No, really, it is. Trust me. Each C-CI bond is polar, but the molecule is symmetrical. Therefore, the dipoles act in different directions and cancel each other out. So the molecule is nonpolar. Well, that's all a bit of a shocker, isn't it? I had no idea all this was going on with atoms. Keep it to yourself, but you can tell the examiner. Just don't say it came from me. That's it for today's episode of A-Level Chemistry Revision Bites. Are you looking for some extra help to improve your grades but can't bear the thought of forking out £50 an hour for a private tutor? Neither can we, and that's why we built SnapRevise. SnapRevise is an intelligent platform that provides high-quality, tailored support that is more effective than private tutoring and is available anytime, 
anywhere for a fraction of the cost. We have a whole range of amazing resources to suit all learning types, from bite-sized videos, self-marking quizzes, to mini revision guides and predicted exam packs. We've built extremely smart technology that accelerates your learning by finding your knowledge gaps and filling them. And we have on-site tutors who are available to answer your questions 24-7, so you're never left in the dark. Head on over to snaprevise.co.uk or download our app and get your free trial now. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you can get the latest podcasts as soon as they come out. And while you're at it, leave us a review and give us a rating so we can keep bringing you as many free, high-quality podcasts as possible. See you next time.